0: this is lisa and if you want to catch up with me on twitter you can find me at iltm podcast i'm also on instagram i love that movie podcast and we have a patreon uh the show is always free but if you want to support the show on there you can at patreon.com slash i love that movie and i want to take a moment to thank my top patrons and they are chris belga michael cross and philip barker thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on Uh, and if you sign up right now uh, for as little as a dollar per episode, or dollar a month, um, you get a recap of all the Mandalorian episodes. I'm having guests on every single week to talk about every episode. Um, So, you know, jump on there and catch up with us if you can. Um, I've also got a website. I love that com, a Discord, and a Facebook group. And all as always, guys, if you enjoy the show, please uh, subscribe to the show and leave us a review if you can. That just helps new listeners find us. Uh, and I have a returning guest today. I have Kara back. Hey, Kara. Hey, glad
1: to be here.
0: Yes. Um. So, you know, it's been a little while since we've had you on. And if I can be a little transparent here, uh, it's Thanksgiving week and it's a busy week. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to pull out one of my... Tried and true guests, (laughs) Um, and and have you come back? And and I feel like it's the holidays. Like this is when you spend time with friends and family, so it it just makes sense to have you back on. I think.
1: I agree. Yeah, I was just thinking about this, and I think the last time I was on was last Christmas for the Die Hard episode.
0: Man, was it that long ago?
1: I think it was. It was a while ago for sure. So long ago, but we're in like pandemic time right now. Where. On the one hand, like, that was a hundred years ago, and also it just happened. It, it's hard to keep things straight anymore. Very
0: much so. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I Well, you know, if people haven't heard you on the show before, we've covered, you know, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Mm-hmm. I know you always want me to specify just the three. It's a trilogy. Uh, that is all. <laughs> <laughs> we've, t- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we've talked about Die Hard. Uh, I think we covered The Rock. We did The uh, Rock, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, Tombstone, quite a few. Oh, yeah, we long did. Long Kiss Goodnight. The Long Kiss yeah. Goodnight,
1: yeah. That was great. We've done so,
0: that. yeah, and I, I, you know, it's true that on every episode, I always let my guests, you know, pick the movie. Um, which Which movie did you choose to talk about today?
1: So we're talking about Knives Out today with um you know one of my my favorite actors daniel craig um yes i, I think i've referred <laughs> to several people on your podcast as my hollywood husband but um he is uh,
0: the <laughs> husband the others no, no shame no <laughs> yeah, so. shame um yeah so this is a newer movie you know knives out came out in 2019 so i'm gonna skip that whole like when did you see this question because i feel like you saw it in theaters
1: 2019, yeah, yeah. In fact, back
0: when we went to theaters,
1: (laughs) this might have actually been the last movie that I saw in a theater. In fact,
0: oh wow, well, yeah, because after that, were you in Japan? Is that one?
1: I had just come back from Japan, and I saw this movie on the last day that it was in theaters. So it was like late December or maybe even January of last year. Um, cause it came out in November and I saw it like the last day it was available. And, um, it wasn't very long after that, that everything shut down and I had just gotten home, uh, from Japan. So I was like really excited to go to a theater and see a movie in English. Not that there's anything wrong with seeing movies in Japanese, but I like to be able to understand them too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's important. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah. It turns <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> turns out living in Japan for a year and a half does not necessarily mean that you'd become immediately fluent such that you can enjoy movies completely without subtitles um it's just yeah so i think this might have actually been the first movie i saw when i came back home and the last one that i saw in theaters before the pandemic hit so there's that wow yeah
0: yeah i can't <sighs> I want to say the last movie I saw might have been Birds of Prey, but I'm not sure. But the yeah. only reason why I was seeing so many movies was because I had that like AMC stub list. And at the time, I was trying to watch a lot of stuff for my content on my Patreon, too. Oh, yeah. um, it kind of required me to try to like see as many movies as I could, and then that went away. So I've had to kind of shift away from that model. I've uh, yeah. been covering a lot more TV lately on that. Um, and also, yeah, I like remember. I said, The Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, like the last, like when I went to see this, actually, my friend, I saw it with some of my friends from SMU. And uh, one of them was talking about how she would bought, you know, the AMC thing. I think you have that, too. The, like, subscription or whatever
0: to the movie theater. Yeah. The thing, I can never say what it is. It's, like, the stub list. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I think maybe I'll sign up for that. But then I didn't. And now, like, movie theaters aren't a thing that we go to anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, they're around, but there's no new movies, and uh, we're scared. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, no, I I saw this in theaters. I was anticipating it and really enjoyed it. Um, before I go too much further, though, I'm going to read the synopsis really quick. Yeah. Everyone's favorite part uh, where they find out if this is a good synopsis or a really awful one. Um, here we go. go for it. The circumstances surrounding the death of crime novelist Harlan Thrombey are mysterious, but there's one thing that renowned detective Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wildly dysfunctional Thromby family is a suspect. Now Blanc must sift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth.
1: I feel like that's pretty good.
0: Am I saying his name right, or is it Benoit? Beno? Benoit?
1: I think you said it right, Benoit. Okay. I feel like that name is probably some kind of joke or something, but I don't know French, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like it, huh? And um, I forgot to mention this, too, but if you have not seen this movie, I would not listen to this. Well, I would listen to it, but I would go watch it first and then come back. And you can see it on Amazon Prime right now for free, so go do that first. Yeah, definitely do that first.
1: It's a murder mystery, so, you know, it'll kind of ruin it if you hear any part of our discussion of it without watching it first.
0: Right. A mystery is afoot here. so. Um, I'm going to run through a couple of quick facts that I have, and then we can just kind of dive in a little further. But, uh, the first one that I had was despite playing his mother in the film, Kay Collin is six years and 27 days younger than Christopher Plummer. Plummer was born, uh, December 13th, 1929 and Callan was born on, uh, January
1: 9th, 1936. So that's great Nana or whatever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But like how is Christopher Plummer that old? That doesn't feel right. 1929? Holy crap. Right. I...
1: Like I literally was surprised I thought he was dead.
0: <laughs> so he was this is the alive. theme on the show where you think people are dead and you're like, oh, there's this movie. Great. <laughs>
1: yeah, you seem to keep watching these movies where I thought everyone in them was dead and they're not at all. <laughs>
0: That's going to happen to us someday where someone just sees me on the street and they're like, oh, I thought she died. She's oh, so old. Oh, wasn't Lisa
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember her podcast from 72 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mom. yeah, th- I thought that was funny. I mean, I think at a certain age, it's like, well, who knows? You yeah, know? I mean, he's but...
1: like ninety something by now. I mean, yeah, he's not unreasonable to have thought that he might be dead. But I'm glad he's not because I love Christopher Plummer. Like me too. I'm here to tell you, I love Christopher Plummer.
0: <laughs> yes, he's amazing, and also he does not look
1: ninety in this movie
0: no, he looks like you know Patrick Stewart or something I mean that's what I kept thinking he was giving those vibes in the in the movie
1: yeah like he is just like I don't know good good genes or something but he looks like not nearly as old as he is and agreed agreed very spry and healthy and cognitively completely all there so yes good for him
0: (laughs) yes good for him um I also had that Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas uh, would later work together again in the 25th uh James Bond No Time to Die movie. Wait, she's in out. that? Yeah, I, she's one, she's like the Bond girl. What? Yeah. Okay, and I did And you know, know she's that. the girl from uh you know Blade Runner 2049.
1: Yes. I knew that. Yeah. Like that was weird. Because I didn't recognize her from that, but...
0: Oh, I- not at all. She looks... They really make her look, like, uh, very dressed down, like, you know, normal nurse. And she's so, like, sexy in Blade oh. Runner 2049 and obviously is a Bond girl. But, yeah, that's her.
1: I Yeah, I would have never guessed that had I not known that. But I didn't know she was in the Bond movie, which I still haven't seen. Like, is it... Did it go straight to video... or we don't have video. No, nope, it's
0: not out. Um, <laughs> They, you know, recently, I think it was during, I, I want to say the Oscars, they had Billie Eilish like release the song and everything. And yeah, because of COVID, it's just not, it's not coming out yet.
1: It's just like in the ether somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're essentially they're waiting until it can be shown.
1: Oh, okay. So they're not going to release it until they can like have a wide release in theaters.
0: So far, but we'll see if that mm. keeps up. But yeah, it should have already been out. Okay, yeah, because I remember actually.
1: it was, like, about to come out. Like, in fact, yes. I remember when I saw this movie, I remember seeing the trailers and the posters for it in the theater. Yep, yep. Like, it, it should have been out. it was about to come out. Like, it was supposed mm-hmm. to come out, like, late spring or summer of this year. Yeah,
0: and then they pushed it back to, like, October, November, and then they were like, okay, let's push it back again. Finally, they're like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just not going to come out yet.
1: Yeah, which, like, on the one hand... I kind of appreciate that they're not trying to get people to come to theaters. I mean, I'm sure it's not actually a benevolent decision on their part. They're not trying to protect uh,
0: yeah. us. I think with what happened with run. Tenet, you know, it, <laughs> oh.
1: it just totally
0: tanked at the box office.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: because, I mean, people just, of all the things they're willing to risk, like, everybody has to eat every day. You know right. what I mean? Like, they're like, okay, I'll go to, like, even a restaurant makes more sense than a movie theater on some level.
1: Right. It, it's hard to justify going and sitting In a room with no ventilation for a few hours, packed in with a bunch of other like, why would you do that?
0: Right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there are. I have, I do have friends that do go, and they're like, no one's there, and I'm like, that's good. But I, I can see why like a huge wide release. They're not willing to gamble on that anymore because it's like, if no one's gonna go, then why release it?
1: Right. If no one's there, it's great for you, the one customer, but they're not gonna make any money off of that.
0: Yeah, but actually, so Craig chose Armis for her role in the later film because of the chemistry of them working together in this one. Oh, I
1: love that!
0: I know she's so good. I, I I'm so glad she's getting like more diverse roles. To you know,
1: yeah, like I'm vaguely concerned now thinking about it, and it could be that this is just like the way they made those characters look, but like, I I mean, she's quite a bit younger than him. I,
0: that's- oh yeah she was born in like 1988 right and he's like 50 <laughs> um which like by
1: exactly. the way as i said earlier he is like my legit main hollywood husband so like don't anybody like think that i am casting any kind of a, a dark cloud over daniel craig he is you know amazing but he is quite a bit older than she is I'm not yeah, funny. I mean, he's, he's like 68. very, very sixty. Yeah, he's he's fifty two, and <laughs> like could easily be his daughter. So that is like mildly creepy to me that he's like, oh yeah, she should totally be my love interest in this next movie I'm in. But at the same <laughs> time, like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna let him get away with that because
0: also I think the term Bond girl has evolved because I mean, he has a different love interest in this movie. In the bond movie because it's that girl from the other one the blonde girl like she resurfaces from specter and you know he's like oh no she's back and i i threw it all away for her but she's back like so i i don't know that anna is gonna be his love interest but she's gonna be in the movie and she's a bond girl because she's like i guess the hot one But I don't know that they're going to have a relationship.
1: That's, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm also like, I just Googled him to look at how old he was. And this photo came up that's him holding a landline telephone. Oh my God. (laughs) How old is this person? (laughs) But I think that's actually a recent photo. I just, I don't know why they put that in there. I, I wish. well. There
0: are maybe it was like a, a period piece.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this is that we're seeing. GQ apparently did this this photo spread of him in several different poses, holding like a phone with like the curly cord attached to the, the phone body.
0: Interesting. I, very
1: interesting. He's not old enough for that to be a type of phone that he would still be trying to use today. But. Anyway, it's okay. I'm going to let him get away with that because, I mean, he's a very sexy man. I, <laughs> I know this is a family show, but I'm putting that out
0: there. <laughs> I understand. Well, my last uh, quick fact was uh, Jacob's line, you had sex with my grandpa, you dirty. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hard to say as a uh-huh. Latinx person, but a uh-huh. dirty, you know, the thing that people say when they call someone the... Uh-huh. Um, Anchor baby okay anyway i'm not gonna like read the whole line uh was improvised by Jaden martell but it was originally lost in a scene because multiple actors were talking yelling at once but michael shannon noticed it and he approached ryan johnson telling him that martell had a killer line they should make sure and capture it which as disgusting as the line is i actually do agree that it was good to have in there
1: oh yeah because you know that's really i mean i think one of the big um kind of themes that comes out in this movie is that you know they're they really like to play up this idea of like oh these are the you know very privileged wealthy people who got all their money you know from their family and like to you know present themselves as um like progressive deserving of that and yeah and they're always talking about her like oh, she's she came here from Uruguay. Oh, she's the Brazilian chick. Oh, she's the Ecuadorian girl. And like, none of them have the slightest interest in her, but they like to trot her out as, oh yeah, we employ this immigrant girl who's really cool. Look how progressive we are. But in fact, they're all horrible people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and when push comes to shove, they're actual political leanings come out and that's also an interesting part of the movie um because it's it's sort of both classist and you know racist but we'll get into that yeah um so this was directed by uh ryan johnson who um you know i thought it was interesting you picked this movie because i think you weren't a huge fan necessarily Mm -hmm. of his last one which was the last jedi i thought this might
1: come up (laughs)
0: I'm not picking on you. I'm not. I promise.
1: Yeah. Now, that's true. Uh, I was not a giant fan of the Last Jedi. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. But I don't know that that was because of his directing so much as like let me just dig myself in deeper here. It might have been more because of how much I I really have a problem with um what's his name Kylo Ren Kylo
0: Ren Yeah. Yeah Yeah I'm aware. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> I know. I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion,
0: but I just... Oh no, it's not an unpopular opinion. So okay. you're you're fine.
1: Yeah, and it's not that I dislike the actor. Um, what Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah. I don't dislike him as an actor. I think he's very funny. On uh, he came on
0: John Oliver. Uh, the oh yeah, <laughs> I love that interview. That was yeah, funny. That was great. Like, he's calling him thirsty stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that was really funny. I I think he's he's. A good actor, but I'm sorry, that character is not a good villain. There, I. It's <laughs> just not. Scary. That's
0: that's fine. It was a very controversial film for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, and I think it sort of, you know, it it influenced how people felt about Ryan Johnson. Period. And I mean, I think only something as big as Star Wars could do that in such a definitive way. Um, maybe Marvel being a close second. When people don't like a Marvel movie, they're like, you know, some people don't like. Thor Ragnarok and so they're they're therefore they hate Taika even though they haven't seen any of his other movies. And so Ryan Johnson kind of became that way not saying you felt that way about him, but yeah. that is kind of what happened and I feel like Knives Out helped people that didn't like that movie realize that he can do other things and that maybe they just didn't like that one particular choice um
1: because he's not responsible for like inventing those characters he came into that franchise of star wars you know yeah after it had already happened like there was only so much he could do with that
0: um so i For don't sure and him he did ch- choose to go in like a darker direction which i think is another reason why people didn't love it um mm. so you know a lot of people had problems with some of the characters and the choices they made and I mean, it it just went in a different direction than the, um, Abrams one did. And that's pretty much why by the third one, they were back to that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in a movie where he's not constrained by people's, uh, perceptions of different characters and the expectations are nowhere near as high. Um, (laughs) you know, it was like a refreshingly different project and I really, I really enjoyed it and it, it made me happy for him. Um, but yeah it, I mean I've really only seen that I didn't see Looper but a lot of people really like that movie too but I haven't I haven't seen that one
1: okay so let me comment on that one too so Looper has one of my other Hollywood husbands man I feel like I just like come on your podcast and am very thirsty all the time <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not mad about it. Is it Joseph Gordon Levitt or No, it's um Okay. I guess uh, he's my Hollywood husband. Yeah, no,
1: that's fine. You can have him. It has um uh Bruce Willis. uh,
0: Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce
1: Willis is is also in Looper. He's he's old joseph gordon levitt like you're supposed to think
0: that joseph gordon levitt turns into bruce which is insane but yeah that
1: did not make (laughs) sense to me and that there were some parts of that movie that like really don't come together for me and that is one of them like i'm not believing that they don't look anything alike um so that yeah
0: that was kind of a weird choice
1: yeah. I don't there are some things of that movie that I like like it has some time cop vibes to it that are really it has some of that like 90s action time travel film sort of feel to it and yeah that part of it is enjoyable but it does get super dark and I don't I don't like like physical like body gore uh, kind of movies oh
0: wow i didn't know it had that um so
1: that part of the movie i didn't like um and that kind of colored it for me there was i mean on the whole i guess it was okay but like i don't really care for those type of movies so for that reason i wasn't a giant fan and it, it has kind of a dark ending
0: yeah let's talk a little bit i mean first of all this movie has such an incredible cast like it's unbelievable how many good people are in this
1: oh yeah yeah like it's a huge cast and like that's part of what I really like about it is I mean all of the supporting characters are great so I mean it's just it's really good because all the characters are great um but yeah okay let's see I
0: mean where do you even start um I know there's so many scenes it it is an ensemble cast movie which is really hard to pull off you know there's some great films like you know, Ocean's Eleven and things like that, where they have like a big cast of people. I mean, this is like it's kind of you know a lot of people compare this movie to Clue, but it's a little bit more action oriented. It's not it's funny, it's not as funny, and the cast is much larger. You know, of, yeah. of who in this Who Done It? So, um, it it wouldn't work, I don't think, without such you know, Hollywood heavyweights like Daniel Craig and Chris Evans and Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, you know, like just, um, Don you Johnson. Know, we already talked. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Oz, like, right. right. What? Um, everybody, <laughs> but yeah, like everyone is in this movie. So that is part of what makes this work. They're all getting to do these like really cool character moments with these kind of outlandish characters. I mean, they're kind of big. Um, they are, but yeah, yeah that, they're, they're, like, but that's a real caricatures. Big, go ahead, sorry.
1: Yeah, oh, no, that's... Yeah. That, that, was, that was basically it, yeah. But it's, like, very much... Like, you can see the influences of movies like Clue, like you said, where right. it's not as, like, slapstick as that, but at the same time, I feel like there are moments in it that are absolutely like that. Um, They're just delivered in a more, like, deadpan way. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig in particular is, like, I was just, I was not expecting him to be funny. I didn't realize he was going to try to be funny in this movie, so, like, (laughs) that might have been sort of what made it even more funny for me, because I just was not expecting it, and he does, like, such a deadpan delivery of, like, most of his funny lines. Uh, It's just hilarious because i think of him as bond like he's double right um and that's not a funny role at all (laughs) and so i just i didn't know he could be funny because i've never seen him in anything funny like he's been in bond and like that awful tomb raider sequel not the recent one that one was good um but the one with oh i forgot he was in that one yes he was just like the young hunky looking dude who was you know a minor character um and there was like no substance to it like and i think was he in that um what was that escape from a some kind of like nazi prison camp movie from the 90s oh
0: man Or like yeah wasn't he in that
1: Wait, I gotta look this up. I could defiance, right?
0: Yeah. Was it defiance? Yeah, it's two thousand eight. Like that? Yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's
1: probably it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was a serious role. You're right. I the only time I've seen him be really funny is I saw him. You know, when he would host like SNL. Mm-hmm. I thought he was refreshingly funny in that. But you're right. This is like such a different role for him, and also uh, such a big choice to have that. You know. Mm-hmm. KFC CSI accent, <laughs> as Chris Evans put it.
1: Yes, and it's it's um, clearly not his real accent, and like right, the fact that it sounds a little bit affected just kind of like adds to the silliness of it.
0: Right, because it sounds like nobody in the South sounds right. Like it doesn't foghorn leg leghorn. I think they also say yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's okay because the movie feels like it's not surreal but there are things about it that seem fantastical so I go with it you know yeah
1: and like I love that about it because like Clue is one of my favorite movies and I love it because it's just really silly humor and this has that type of humor in it even though it's like delivered a little bit differently it's like I mean it's not serious humor it's real silly
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's like that that humor sort of undercut, not undercuts, that's the wrong word, but I think it, it helps um, you to have fun, you know, instead of it just being like a scary murder mystery where you're focused on like all these people being in danger and like, oh my gosh, Christopher Plummer's dead, like, we're distracted by like all the fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's really enjoyable. Um I know you said you don't know where to start. Do you want do you want me to throw out yeah, like a sure. favorite scene? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of um, I guess like again, not to get too like political or anything like that, but one of my favorite scenes is that scene where I believe it's Don Johnson is the one that he kind of I mean, there's some like little pot shots at Trump which is really interesting watching this even just a year later as to how those scenes seem now. Um, Yes. But you know, Don Johnson's character is going on and on about, you know, people coming here legally and blah, 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 blah. Not only does he call her over to get her to weigh in, which puts her in this really awkward position. And I think like illustrates a point of sometimes, you know, pulling in your one friend that this applies to and making them the spokesperson and how you know because she works for them she can't actually say anything about how she feels and um so he pulls her over and then not only does he say all this stuff and he subtly praises her but then he like hands her his dinner plate yes i
1: love that it's like just the attention to detail in this yeah
0: it's like I don't know if this could be any clearer, but you're the help. And she's like a nurse. I mean, she's not their maid. Right. She's like, better what? educated than he is. like Right. That's- and she kind of doesn't say anything. And, you know, the other uh, people in the family, like Tony Collette, they make this big show of being really, really, you know, oh, that's so offensive. How dare you say that out loud? But then later that's going to come up again. But it, it just sets so many different funny little... Not traps, but, like, I guess, like, foreshadowing of what's going to happen later.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love how they do that. Like, and they really bring up, like, very timely characters. Like, these are things that are, like, going on right now. Like, the, the internet troll son of... Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the kid from, uh... He's from, a uh, It, right? oh oh i forgot yeah jaden martell i believe i believe he's from yeah yeah it okay that he was uh yeah i think he was the kid that like that took the gazebos
1: yeah okay that sounds right yeah (laughs) i didn't recognize him but now that you say that that makes sense yeah like i just i love i just think of him as you know the nazi child that was masturbating in the bathroom (laughs) that's yeah, that was
0: hilarious too. I,
1: I, I laughed so hard when he said that. Um, <laughs> but it's like that's that's a thing that is just that's part of our like very current like cultural life of oh yes, these, you know, Nazi internet trolls, someone has a nephew who's like that or a cousin or whatever. Um, yeah. They really like made these over the top characters that are also very very relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like Rit like a uh, Richard um, Don Johnson's character yeah. that's saying all that stuff. Like he's not even successful at all. Like he's not even actually a family member. Like he's an extended family member. So right, it's just funny. Some of the characters that have like the biggest opinions
1: mm-hmm.
0: are like the furthest away from the nuclear family anyway. Right, like like, uh, like Tony
1: Collette. Also, she's like the wife of the dead son that isn't even in the movie and owns that like it's she's clearly like a Gwyneth Paltrow kind of character who has the yes.
0: lamb or whatever her like yeah um, it's like it's goop it's, it's obviously is. making fun of goop. goop yeah goop and, it, and it's not successful because she's like essentially stealing money from Christopher Plummer yeah
1: yeah and it's just like complete nonsense and they're all like talking about how successful they are and they literally are not <laughs> Yeah. And and then they're talking about this nurse. Like, she's, you know, some kind of project of theirs that they're, like, charitably taking care of. She's, like, the best educated, most successful one of the bunch.
0: Yeah. And she's, like, working there. That's not, like, a handout, you know? (laughs) Right. Like,
1: she does more to care for their great uncle than any of them do. Like, it's no wonder he leaves the fortune to her, spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, like, She's employed by him, not them. And she makes a point of that a couple times. She's yeah. like, I'm here to take care of him, not all of you. <laughs> like yeah. I don't that's not even my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah. there's also another um, you know, somebody that I think is the I think she's like the house caretaker, um, Fran. Oh yeah, Fran, yeah, the housekeeper. And she's played by um Edie Patterson, which if you don't know who she is, she's in that uh Righteous Gemstones show, mm. yeah, it's it's about like a televangelist family. What it was like a it was like a mini series on HBO. You would freaking love it, but oh, anyway, she plays.
1: Word.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny. Her role in this movie is so subdued compared to her role in Righteous Gemstones, but she plays like the sister and like. Um, the righteous gemstones are it's kind of similar to this in a weird way where like the dad is like the rich pastor and then he's got these like useless children that huh. have different jobs but they didn't really actually contribute to their wealth and so edie plays the sister and you know she's of course like a second class citizen in this family because she's like a woman of course um, so she's always in competition with her two brothers. Um, and the dad's like always ignoring her and it's pretty funny. I, I recommend it. <laughs> sounds like my but, childhood. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think I think you'd like the show, but um I noticed that this time I'm like, Oh man, that's her. Like now I what? know who she is. She's a comedian and very, very funny person.
1: Okay. I need to look up this other show. That sounds
0: yeah interesting.
1: I'm gonna look that up. I don't have a yeah. but I'll figure out a way to see it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. of course <laughs> yes yeah um but yeah i like i like her character too even though she's not in it very much she's yeah. a funny lady and she's
1: like um, a main or she's an important character in it even if yes she
0: plays into the plot she into the and she's one of the only good people right yeah the like
1: the good people are the ones who are like the more humble characters even though, like, I say more humble uh, referring to, like, their personality, not necessarily referring to their abilities, because, you know, the sure. people that are in the, uh, the, in Christopher Plummer's family are not yeah, humble the personality-wise, yeah, but the thrombies like, they don't really have a lot of redeeming qualities <laughs> to them.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: but they, they think they're hot stuff, even though they're really not, which is, yeah. Kind of one of the main points of the the whole movie is that they want to pretend that they're these you know self made you know built themselves from the ground up people, and obviously none of them have done that remotely.
0: Yeah, so like the you know the main plot of the movie is essentially that Harlan uh, dies, but under mysterious circumstances, and it's ironic because he writes these novels <laughs> <laughs> that have murder mysteries in them. And uh, he, it it looks like a suicide, but there's enough shadiness to it that um, the police are called and the FBI and, um, you know, uh, Lakefield Stanfield, um, who plays Lieutenant Elliot, seems to be like the main detective until we're introduced to Daniel Craig's character. Yes. um, Who is sort of like a Poirot almost. Yeah, it's like (laughs) a Poirot
1: meets Columbo kind of character.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know basically as he starts interviewing the whole family we learn that everybody had a motive that pretty much everybody was running out of money um for various reasons and so they really all had a motive to kill him um because he was like cutting them
1: all out of his will yeah like one by one we find out that he was cutting them off and they why even tell them that just yeah just (laughs) do it like why tell them that like now they're gonna try to kill you
0: yeah (laughs) i mean you write these novels you know that but um yeah so you know daniel craig spends the whole movie trying to figure out who did it and i mean you know marta is like our central character that we really feel for the nurse um and she's so pure and good um that you know we're kind of following her the whole movie and it it gets more and more complicated um maybe a little unbelievable (laughs) but but fun right
1: it's like it's a comedy and it's yeah it's silly comedy but also like it's a murder mystery in like the old style like the agatha christie style yes everybody's a little bit over the top because you know Okay, well, I don't want to get at give Agatha Christie the credit of saying that she was making caricatures of people to, you know. Oh yeah, she's out. a
0: little xenophobic. She was but, probably uh, a little
1: bit, just plain racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, although that's not to say I don't enjoy her books. Like, uh, and then there were none, like good book. But uh, she was clearly a talented author. But yeah, I don't think she was doing the social commentary that was happening
0: in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, she was of her time and I feel like they've done a good job of like updating some of them, uh of her stories and I think there there's plenty to to update and yeah. um you can bring it into this century, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I appreciate the influence there and like she had some talent, but also like yeah, maybe it wasn't talking about the social issues that it, it could have yeah. <laughs> yeah, But this I mean, one does do that. And it kind of like turns on its head the whole, like, you know, oh, the butler did it, you know, kind of theme. Like it was. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. Like, because I think that's yeah. like a natural, not natural. I shouldn't say that, but it, it, it's a, it's something that we all jump to the conclusion of, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody rich uh, is, you know, someone steals for them or kills them, then, oh, it's gotta be someone poor. It's close by yeah. almost like uh, something, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and that is often that happens in real life where like, Oh, maybe the maid did it or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, so um, in this movie, they like explore that a little bit, but I mean, she doesn't have the motive and the personal connection that the family does. And it really makes more sense that the family did it. And it's more likely statistically.
1: <laughs> well, right. Yeah. That's usually, you know, how you get killed is, you know, by some, other family member or domestic partner or something um, clearly sorry i was drinking some water there um oh you're fine yeah like clearly all of these people had motives to kill him and you just like slowly learn more and more and more like how you know everyone could potentially be implicated um and so i really like how So on the one hand, the story does that where it like continues to expand the pool of like who had a motive, but also the actual plot of how the murder takes place isn't really that. They really distract you with all that. It wasn't like a oh everyone did it kind of
0: thing in the yeah. You're right because that's kind of what I thought it was going to be in the end. Mm -hmm. It was somehow they'd all done it. Like uh, what is that like the Murder on the Orient Express? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought that too. And like, okay, so w- question: When you were watching it, like, did you have a theory about uh, who did it um, before they explained it at the end?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought it was gonna be a they all did it kind of thing, or I thought he was like not dead because he wrote those books and
1: yeah that's what i thought too i I thought it was going to turn out that like he wasn't really dead and this was like a big test of everybody to see what they would do yeah
0: yeah and i kind of hoped that wasn't going to happen because i'm like if i came up with that that's not that great um (laughs) (laughs) uh so i was hoping for it not to be that so i i found the conclusion pretty satisfying because i didn't i didn't necessarily guess that i suspected uh ransom Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean his name is ransom um right but um i i started to really turn on him when they got dinner at that diner like even before she got sick Uh i was like hey like i don't like this guy
1: yeah he clearly Um, had additional motives that were questionable
0: yeah, and he was someone we saw the least of, mm-hmm. and we had the least backstory about where he was that night. And the dogs didn't like him, and
1: Daniel Craig yeah. said very clearly, or Benoit or whatever, was like, you know, sometimes they give you those, like, foreshadowing deals where he's like, you know, dogs are the best judge of character, and, like, the movie goes out of its way to show how the dogs hate him.
0: <laughs> yes. And I just felt like, like I was saying, like, because we don't see him a lot and we saw everyone else, I'm like, we don't know where he was. Mm-hmm. So that had me kind of suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody else, I'm like, we kind of know what they were doing that night. Right. Um. So that I guess that's the closest I came to solving it.
1: Yeah, but I did not come up with the solution that.
0: yeah no i didn't like guess the rest of it like especially her having not actually poisoned him i didn't see that coming
1: right yeah i i didn't either like he was clearly mixed up in it some kind of way but i didn't guess the double crossing of the switching of the medicine
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh he didn't have to die at all i was like oh that's sad i know that was really sad like i i kind of
1: didn't like that part of it but i see how that was a necessary piece of the plot in order for her to be innocent but right yeah so like it was very unfortunate that that was the case because the whole thing could have been avoided and then okay so this is the other part that kind of bugs me and like i know this was a plot device because they clearly wanted to make it to where she did everything she could to try to save him, but it was like Harlan's decision to like tell her, no, you need to go and do all these steps to pretend like, you know, to set the
0: stage. I, but Yeah, I think he figured out in that moment that she was being set up. I think he knew how bad it looked. If he wrote everyone out of the will and he told them that and she doesn't know, but he's leaving it to her, mm-hmm. he knows already that she's being framed for his murder oh you think so yes because he had just told his whole family this and he hadn't told her yet Mm -hmm. and then he's having like this chess night with her and I think he was going to tell her oh and then this switch up happens and I think he put it two and two together and was like somebody's framing you Mm. so if we don't make it impossible that you are here and I die you're going to go to prison
1: yeah i mean he kind of makes that point where he's like think about your mom and stuff like even if it wasn't a setup but if she's just convicted of some kind of you know extreme negligence or whatever but
0: yeah yeah the fact that she was going to inherit everything i mean that would make her guilty i mean that would make everyone think she killed him because i mean that happens you know
1: yeah see like i was thinking of it as like okay that but, like, obviously he's trying to save her, but, like, okay, my my slight issue with it is, like, she could have, after he, you know, well, okay, yes and no. On the one hand, like, he's telling her, okay, leave, you know, right now, go do the plan. And she, like, steps out of the room and is, like, gonna go do it. Like, she could have just run down the stairs and, like, gone to a different phone and called the ambulance. But, you know, they kind of try to to cut that thought process off because they have her, like try to go back in the room and be like oh no harlan wait and then she sees him slit it th- slit his throat so you know at that point it's obviously clearly too late there's nothing
0: she can do but I, yeah it was very convenient yeah I mean- <laughs> it was very
1: convenient because i still have this lingering thought in my mind of like okay she could have just when he hung up the phone she could have run down the stairs to the next room and called the ambulance from another room um
0: yeah, I guess they were really far out in the woods, though, right? So I don't know that an ambulance would get there in 10 Yeah, minutes. like, the main point that was... of
1: being like, okay, the ambulance wouldn't have arrived in time anyway, but, I mean... It's... And is he
0: terminally ill? Like, I know he hurt his shoulder, but I feel like... Yeah, that was
1: the other maybe... thing, like, why is he getting morphine for that? Like, okay... I'll talk about the time <laughs> I hurt my shoulder. Um, and I got morphine in the you hospital. weren't administered? Oh, in the hospital. In the hospital <laughs> only. And I wanted to take that home. I was like, how do I get a prescription for this to go home with? Because it was a bad injury. Um, they don't send you home with morphine, it turns out. Um, in pretty much any case um i know there are people in hospice or whatever i think get morphine but i mean i I don't know how you just have a nurse that's giving you daily morphine for your like (laughs) shoulder problem he seemed fine
0: i think he had some other illness though because that's not like the only thing she gave him so maybe he was like terminal and that was supposed to be for the end i don't yeah I, i don't know (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it was convenient yeah, it was very um, convenient but i don't want to pick
1: it apart too much cuz you know
0: yeah cuz it was enjoyable yeah. i mean it was fun yeah
1: i liked it but still i feel like she she could have refused the proposition <laughs> yeah. it's a minor critique but i i still oh yeah no i understand yeah, I, nevertheless i i did like how i mean even even close to the end of the movie i remember sitting there thinking like how are they gonna fix this like how how is the movie gonna end this in such a way that we're not devastated by, like how is it gonna be that she didn't kill him or that she's not guilty or you know i I didn't know how they were gonna fix it in the end um, yeah, I thought it, it they did do a very good job of turning it around to where she didn't actually kill him and she didn't do anything wrong. It was quite good.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I I like the twist at the end. Yeah. That
1: was great. And then the part where he tries to stab her um with the with the fake uh, the stage knife.
0: He's such a like SOB, man. Well, like he's such a son of a bitch. Like he's so evil. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> terrible.
1: And I love that she throws up on his face like at the end.
0: That was so wonderful. <laughs> it was the best. I really liked Michael Shannon in the movie. Oh,
1: yes.
0: He was very just... smarmy? Yeah, and he was very, like, disheveled and completely talentless. Like, worse than most of the family, because his dad kind of put him in charge of releasing books, but he barely does anything. Right. And, I mean, that's kind of how it ends, where he's like, you know what, I need to just cut you loose anyway, and, like, let you live your own life, and, you know, he didn't want that to be the case. And he's got that cane, and he's got that great scene where he's, like, threatening Marta, um, and he's got that little rickety cane. He's like, think of your mother, which is, like, something that keeps coming up. And, again, kind of an interesting critique on uh, you know, earlier in the movie, he was really defending her. Right. Uh, in front of written. Richard. Right, but then he was able to turn that around and be like, oh, well, isn't she, you know, illegal? And da 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 We never actually find out if that's even true or not. Right. <laughs> by the way, Yeah! The um, only
1: thing is when Meg tells her later, she's like, oh, sorry, I told everyone your mom's illegal, but, like, we don't know. Oh, that's right, that's mom. right, yeah. Like,
0: And even even that character, Meg, I mean, you know, she's young and she seems very, like, socially aware, but even she, like, the second she might not get to go to that expensive college, she's ready to throw Marta under the bus. Right,
1: exactly. Even though we already know that four years of her college there have been paid for, so, like, is she just not graduating? Like, what's taking her so long? Can she not take
0: on (laughs) loan for another semester? She's like this those kids uh from the college scandal or something Um, yeah i mean like everyone has like a dark side you know jamie lee curtis who we haven't talked about yet but she's kind of like the daughter that feels like she should have been the heir to the throne but isn't yeah Um, she's
1: been the most like quote unquote successful even though like even in her case it was she was obviously set up to succeed by you know the money from her dad and everything
0: Yeah, and then, like, that scene where, uh, what's his name, Uh, Chris Evans is like, you know, this is my birthright, and they're like, your dad bought this mansion in the 80s, (laughs) like, (laughs) he hasn't even been rich that long, like, none of you had anything to do with that. (laughs)
1: Ridiculous, like, no one deserves any of this money, and they're just like, and I love that, too, because that feels like how funerals and like will readings go like no matter how ridiculous and absurd it is as soon as someone dies like all of the family members come out of the woodwork to talk about how they deserve all of this wealth that either doesn't exist or is not in any way connected to them
0: then people are really at each other's throats about money that technically isn't theirs. Right.
1: Like, why are you, know? you like, ruining <laughs> all of these relationships that you have and embarrassing yourself over something that isn't yours?
0: Like, Yeah, and it's like how, you know, just like them being upset that, that Marta ends up with it, I mean, that, you know, they have even less... You know, uh, connection because it's like they didn't even like really do anything for their dad to earn that. Right, they They were just born. Like,
1: they're just constantly. They've gotten so much of his money already. He like bankrolled all of them all their lives. Like, they have so much of that money. Why do they feel entitled to the rest of it? Because that's how people do when someone dies. Like, I get it. Like it was a good representation, and like speaking of good scenes, like when uh, when Marta's going in and uh, Benoit is telling her, like, "Oh yeah, don't worry about the will reading; it's it's very boring, and you know everything." And then she goes in, and of course, it's anything but very boring. It's extremely
0: dramatic. <laughs> it's like, yes.
1: yes, this is how people are when someone dies. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> completely irrational. Like I I don't understand what this process is that makes people completely lose their minds, but that seems to be I, what happens when someone passes.
0: And in that scene, that's with uh Frank Oz, right? Mm-hmm. He's the uh yeah. And I love when they're like, You're useless. He's like, <laughs> He's like I agree. Bye. It's like I'm leaving. Yes. You know? It's like I don't want to be here. <laughs> He's like, I'm
1: not a part of this circus. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just reading what the yeah. will is. Yes, the end. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> I I also love that um Edie's character Fran. Yeah. Remember when during the night at that party, she's like, "I saw this Hallmark movie, and it's got like this really absurd plot that ends up like happening." <laughs> yes. <later. laughs> it's like he was slowly, she I was really slowly poisoning him. <laughs> like what? Wow. I'm like, I'm Fran. I'm gonna, like, get myself in the middle of something because I'm watching, like, too many ridiculous movies (laughs) and listening to too many podcasts.
1: Don't get murdered (laughs) by Captain America because of it, though.
0: I'll try. (laughs) Okay, one other random comment about this movie is that um, everyone decided when this came out that they just now realized what a cable-knit sweater was, and that annoyed me for some reason. What?! So, remember Chris Evans had, like, that white, chunky, yeah. like, cable. Everyone was like, "Oh, I want that sweater. I want to buy that. I'm like, y'all, this sweater has been a yeah. I mean, it didn't, he didn't invent it. But, like, it became very popular all of a sudden because his character wore it. <laughs> I'm like, I have one in my closet. Yeah. Like, Where have y'all been? That's a false <laughs> staple. I thought I so. I think so, too.
1: I, I feel think- like maybe this was, like, maybe men just discovered it. <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know I was like come on y'all you need to have a cable net sweater in your your closet already but you know what if it gets them to buy a nice sweater I guess that's yeah good. I
1: guess fine but like, <laughs> I feel like that's a thing you should have already had like this is clearly a like holiday time frame movie like
0: yeah I do think it's good that you picked it for Thanksgiving I mean this may come out after Thanksgiving yeah. um but um or maybe I'll release it on Thanksgiving yeah. but um you know it is sort of a Thanksgiving movie. And I was thinking lately, like there aren't a lot of Thanksgiving. There movies, aren't.
1: So. I was trying to think about that too. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of Christmas movies, obviously, but why aren't there more Thanksgiving movies?
0: And this you know, one Thanksgiving is... is an extremely stressful holiday. There's lots of material there exactly. And this one is set
1: in November. even though it's not technically Thanksgiving. They're like obviously getting together for a family thing in November. that that's thanksgiving ish. But yeah, why don't we have more Thanksgiving movies?
0: Like, I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is that yeah, Thanksgiving? I think so. Yeah. It like starts at Thanksgiving. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. There's, you know, someone get on there. Yeah, that. I have
1: good <laughs> Thanksgiving movies. It's just as good as Christmas in terms of you know the material for you know family discord. Like,
0: yeah <laughs> no that's one thing i know this is mean but part of why i'm okay with being remote is i don't have to deal with any family discord yes. this year. <laughs> you know it being a big election year there are different opinions in my family i'm sort of skating away from that so that's you know lucky yeah i guess yeah
1: same same I oh, know. it's like <laughs> i enjoy seeing the family but i'm okay with skipping that this year
0: yeah and it's kind of fun that this movie like even though I mean it's family drama and it's like about murder, I mean that's yeah. but um you know it, it's kind of funny that they still pick up on a lot of their different personalities interacting
1: and Oh yeah, and they have know. like the political arguments
0: while they're there. Yeah, in a big dinner, you Yeah,
1: know, so. it's it's a very much like family holiday get together vibe to it. It's it's exactly like everyone's had this conversation in their family where you know some alcohol came out and now everyone's fighting <laughs> about politics. Okay, I like particularly love all of the scenes where like uh Benoit is doing this like exposition on like what's going on inside of his head
0: like oh yeah like the donut. Yes,
1: thing. the don- <laughs> it's a donut hole. But then I realized it's not a regular donut hole. It's another donut with a hole inside of the donut hole. This is the most ridiculous metaphor I've ever heard. Uh, It's so good. And then when he's telling her about, like, the book that he read that was about, like, you know, how he just arrives at the bottom of where, like, you know, the story arc goes and then he just goes to the end of it and the truth falls in his lap. And he's like, oh, it's called, like, the Rainbow Arc. And she's like, oh, I haven't read that. And he's like, oh, yeah, me either. No one has. But anyway, (laughs) here's what this is (laughs) about. It's like, this is. This is gold, it's comedy gold.
0: yeah, and then what do you think about the twist? Um, I, I guess it was ransom that hired him right. Yes,
1: and he would not have been found out otherwise. Yeah, what did Yeah. all he had to do was <laughs> nothing. And I feel like this is what extremely privileged people do when presented with, you know a crisis. they panic. And if they would just not do anything it would go away but they they're like unable to stop themselves from reacting and just dig themselves in deeper.
0: Um speaking of that when he, you know, finds out that there's a loophole because Fran figured him out and threatens him. Yeah. And he's like I know what you did um because of the toxicology report. Right. Um And then they blow up that whole lab. He like convinces Marta to do that, which I feel like that could have come back on her later. (laughs) Right. Because, I mean, what else did they destroy in there? There's like a lot of crimes that will never be solved.
1: Yeah. And like, I think they tried to make it be like, okay, well, that was him that blew up the lab, but she was still like driving around with him, evading the police and stuff. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that got a little bit outside of the range for me too where
0: i was comfortable yeah i think in real life people would be like um daniel craig you've obviously gotten too close to this case and you want to believe she's innocent no matter what i feel like there would have to be some more investigation right like
1: (laughs) clearly she's been mixed up she has been trying to cover up something at the very least she's tampered with evidence at a crime scene like you have been involved in some things you shouldn't have been. You were lying. You gave false testimony to the police during your interview. Like, she's not totally scot-free here.
0: Yeah. And then, like, another thought I had about the movie, just randomly, I like that Lakeith is in it, but I wish he was kind of in it more, because he's, like, super funny and yeah, just really fun to watch, but he doesn't have, like, a huge part. But, I mean... If this is like the only movie you've seen him in, which I can't imagine how that's true, but if it is, I definitely recommend seeing the movie uh, Sorry to Bother You, because he has yeah. like, a really great goal, uh, role in that one.
1: So. Yeah, I feel like he is really underutilized in this. <laughs> like, I mean, his character is funny, but it, it, that even that character should have a bigger role, I feel like, in this, because, you know, the private investigator isn't the main person, in a murder investigation
0: <laughs> typically not but I guess it's supposed to make a point that this private investigator is just that good
1: uh, right and it's supposed to be more of like like you said like the poor Roe kind of uh sort of old school murder mystery thing where, where that's how it works so I, I get yeah. it but it it would have been fun to see that character have a bigger role i
0: yeah, I wonder if he has like some deleted scenes or something. Oh yes, that's the only thing I wondered. But yeah, I I, I like everyone in it, even a uh, Ricky Lindum, uh of Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. she has like a small role. Um, just so many good actors like in one thing. I I love seeing we we talked about her already, but like Tony Collette play such a different character. Yes, <laughs> oh, she's, she's
1: great. Yeah, I love yeah. her. In other things and in this, she's really funny. Also, like, Great Nana
0: is hilarious. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know you were already back. She's so spooky. (laughs) She is. She's just like appearing
1: (laughs) suddenly, and people are like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, Great Nana, do you want to eat some food? They're like, oh, she's already eaten
0: the salmon spread. (laughs) like that part, just screaming at her. I'm like, that is so relatable. Um, (laughs) We've all been in a scene like that, witnessing it. And Um, I can't
1: wait until, like, at some point in the future when I'm Great Nana, and, you know, I'm just hearing everything that's going on, and just, you know, choosing not to answer just because.
0: (laughs) I know my grandparents do that, so. Yes! They're just like, I took my hearing aid out. Sorry. Yeah, they're like, I don't I hear I no longer want to listen to you. Yeah. They're like, I don't care. Yeah. The last time I hung out with my grandpa, he was like, I don't talk a lot. And I went, Okay. <laughs> Thanks. He's like, I'm not interested. And then he's like, I eat my lunch quickly. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, okay. nice to see yeah. you. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's it it's a really fun movie, and you know, it's not like this deep, you know, incredibly convoluted murder mystery. Like, it's fun. It's got enough wacky twists and turns, but more than anything, it's just enjoyable. Right?
1: Like, when have I ever come on your podcast and talked about a really deep, complicated, hard to understand movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's the holidays. We need some light distractions. Yes, so we do. I don't blame you. <laughs> Yeah. um yeah well kara um this was really fun um let me ask you my last couple of questions unless you had some more that we haven't covered. oh no yeah i'm not trying to cut you off okay question. um so this brings me to my last couple of questions uh the first one being uh why do you like this movie so much i won't say why have you seen it so many times because it's only been a year i, I don't right. know that you've seen it that many times but why why did you choose this one in particular i guess
1: yeah so i feel like this is you know the the murder mystery genre is maybe not as popular today as it was decades ago
0: like kind of before it's our time. very gritty now yeah <laughs> like it's
1: not like it used to be but, right and i feel like this was a really fun movie that combined both the like fun murder mystery of like the Agatha Christie era and Columbo and that kind of stuff with also like the comedy of the movies like Clue that yeah we just don't have a lot of movies like that and I think it did a really good job of like smashing both of those genres kind of together or I
0: guess it's all one genre um but No, I think you're right. I mean, it's uh, not every murder mystery has comedy in it.
1: Right. Yeah, it did a really good job of kind of paying homage uh, to that. Um, And I haven't seen a lot of those. Like, there's a lot of really campy, like, comedy murder mysteries that are, you know, okay, like, sleuth or what's that one that's like, death by murder or it's some like real weird sounding movie name um but or murder murder by death is is that
0: it? oh yeah, yeah 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 i think yeah.
1: yeah it's like and that's like okay that's from the 70s that's not as recent as i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway there's not a lot of movies like this i guess that are the really fun like agatha christie style murder mystery but also like a comedy spoof kind of thing um and i i mm-hmm. think they did a really good job of kind of uh updating that genre so i there there aren't a lot of movies like that that are good and, and this is one that's really good um so i loved it I,
0: so it's not the same um, and it's more it's just comedy really but if you're looking for something that has like kind of a big cast and is funny and all that uh you should see game night oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah that one is really good actually
0: yeah i like that movie it i mean again it's not like this one <laughs> No. um but it's kind of along the same vein of just like being funny and having like kind of an ensemble cast and like recommend yes. uh but yeah no i agree with you there's not this kind of this is an unexplored or at least recently uh genre that we should have more of i think i, I and i think they're already working like on a knives out too so oh
1: i hope so i am really yeah. looking yeah. forward to that if that's happening
0: yeah i would wonder if they would just i guess possibly pick like a different uh set of people unacceptable you know, i don't know but Everything is sort of up in the air right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Daniel Craig better
1: uh, be in it, or I'm not watching.
0: Yeah, So I agree. Yeah, 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 at least bring him along. And it could be kind of like the Poirot, you know, stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And and so, I mean, you kind of already answered this, but like, how, how do you pitch this to someone that hasn't seen it before?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would just say it, it's... Oh, how would I pitch that? You know, having completely spoiled the movie now, if they listened to the episode up to this point, um, it's going to be hard to sell that because they already kind of know the ending. So that will be unfortunate. But if they had not listened to all this, (laughs) I would say it's a really fun. Well, you know, wait, I take that back, even though I haven't said anything yet. It is kind of in that style of like a Columbo murder mystery where you start out knowing who the murderer is, but that's not the point of the story. You know, the story is seeing like how it unfolds and how the investigator kind of gets the person to slowly open up and, you know, sort of not tricks them but kind of you know gets them to confess what happened and and this does follow that pattern but then also at the same time there's that twist at the end where you know she didn't really do it but it's that it's that type of genre of murder mystery that you know you just don't see a lot of so it's really refreshing i think to to see a movie that's kind of uh pays tribute to to the classics but also has a modern twist on it um so if you like anything to do with murder mysteries or classic, you know, fiction um, to do with that. Oh, that's my dog barking. You can, yeah. So that was, that was snow barking, <laughs> okay. but yeah, no, this is like, there just aren't that many of this kind of genre of movie where it's kind of like classic whodunit, you know, literature, but also really unexpectedly funny or, I guess if you go into it knowing that it's going to be a comedy, it's not unexpected. But I didn't think Daniel no, Craig was going mean. to be funny. And it turns out he's really funny. So yes. people should watch it just pretty much for that reason alone, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Well, uh, Kira, this is super fun. Thanks for coming on my holiday episode. I might steal you again around Christmas time. Oh so yeah. you know. Please do. We
1: can do okay. Die Hard 2. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, second best the Christmas of- movie. <laughs>
0: what what what's the is that with a vengeance or? Uh, no
1: that's the this is the airport one with um okay. that has the guy from uh uh what's his name uh that we met at a star trek convention who's you know from uh deep space nine as well who's the bad guy
0: uh oh man his name is he was he's death right yes the, yes that's uh, him um
1: oh what's his name hold on i'm searching it now it's uh, i
0: can't believe we met him that's such a weird thing to think about now. i know
1: i hope <laughs> i didn't like harass him too much because that was weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sure we did we were young uh um, william
1: stewart wait no, no that's william his Sadler. name in the movie wait yeah yeah, william Sadler. Sadler. yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. his yeah. name in real life <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> you're like i met him but i mean name. we didn't hang out yeah yeah um Um, anyway yeah oh my gosh okay yeah we should do that that would be really
1: yeah we should definitely do that (laughs) okay awesome well thanks yeah
0: well thanks again for coming on yeah
1: thanks for having me always a pleasure